Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. Our hearts are valued. Let the word be done. Let the words be spoken into us. And let's perform to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We want to talk about the communion. It's a very dear um, topic in Christianity. So we're going to look at the communion in brief from next week. Then I will in details deal with the body and the blood. All right. Next week I'll deal with the body and the blood of Jesus. But I want us to look at it in general, especially let's look at some concepts and then um, we move from there. How many believe? How many of you believe that um, the the communion is should be taken by those who are baptized? How many believe it? Those who are baptized in water, like water baptism, you believe that that should be. I mean, if you are not baptized in water, you can't take it, right? Yeah. And then, um, if you are a second wife, a third wife, mm-hmm. or you are living with a man and he has not um, uh, married you in the right way. You can't, right? These are the things that we've grown to hearing. And emphatically, they have not been able to give a good proof if these things are true. Okay? Because you start looking from the basis, the reason why the blood was shed, the body was broken. That is the main reason. Before we break in every other doctrine. Some time ago they said, you know, that um, you know, there was this, this strict head covering issue in most of the Pentecostal churches. You go to Apostolic, the Assemblies of God, the Church of Pentecost, you go to Methodist. They are very strict on, you know. But when you read your Bible, that's not what it is. Paul, the same scripture they use, I don't want us to go because of that, but the same scripture they use, when you get to the last sentence that Paul made, he said, don't you know that your long hair is your covering? Some time ago, I, I mean, it was in church where, you know, I brought this, I was preaching and it occurred to me to bring it. Then, you know, one of these old Christians, you know, who are into old doctrines, I said, okay, read it in your language. So she read the Bible in Ewe. And when she got to that part, she read it, translated it, and she just still didn't believe. <laughs> she said, no, 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 no. I said, Pastor, me can't have but... Mindindi. <laughs> like, I didn't write you ever Bible for you. Your long hair is your covering. So when Apostle Professor Pokunina became the chairman of Pentecost, then he told them that don't make these things so strict in the churches because that isn't exactly what the Bible says. And that is when a lot of people hated him. So now, for saying that, just for trying to explain the Bible to them. They, they got mad because how can you come and change the doctrine? You serious? 
I mean, let me just um, quickly read it to you. Um, First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse fourteen. I'm going to read from the TPT. So 1 Corinthians 11, 14. Let's, let's, let's just... Let me just start from verse 1. So you can understand it. I want you to pattern your lives after me. Just as I pattern my after Christ. And I give you full credit for always keeping me in mind. As you follow carefully the substance of my instructions that I've taught you. Verse 3. But I want you to understand that Christ is the source of every human alive and Adam was the source of Eve and God is the source of Adam. God is the source of the Messiah. So he's trying to say that um, man is the head and Christ is the head of the church and God is the head. Verse 4. Any man who leads public worship and prays or prophesies with a shawl hanging down over his head. You get it now? Any man, this is, you are not even talking about women, no. any man who leads public worship or praise or prophesies with a shawl hanging over his head. That is why they, they put a shawl on their necks, over their shoulders. The Jews, when they pray with the prayer shawl, they don't put on their head. Okay, shows disrespect to his head, which is Christ. Verse 5, if any woman in the place of leadership within the church prays or prophesies in public with her long hair, Disheveled, you understand? Disheveled, shaved. Okay, let me just read from the Kingdoms for you before big English becomes another problem for the day. Where is my King James? So, verse 5 But every woman that prays or prophesied with her head uncovered, with what? Her head. Did you say her hair uncovered? Head. head uncovered. Let's not miss the words. That's what they missed. And then they brought a the whole doctrine. See, let's go just word by word. We are going to use the scriptures to interpret scriptures. So, verse 5. But every woman that prayed or prophesied with her head uncovered, dishonored her head. For that is even all one, as if she were shaven. So, the woman is... Covering her head. She doesn't have her head covered. Okay, the head must be covered. Otherwise, it's like she has shaved the whole head. Alright. Six. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. So he's saying that the head of the woman should be covered. The head, oh. Seven. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head. The man indeed ought not to cover his head. For as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Verse 10. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. You know, angels respond to authority. 11. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. So, in the Lord, the man and the woman, they, they all are in the Lord, they are all one. 
12. For as the woman is of the man, even so is the man also by the woman, but all things of God. 13. Judge in yourselves. Is it comely that the woman pray unto God uncovered? Is he? Good. 14. Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, are you catching it now? If a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. So he's saying that a man shouldn't have long hair. Unless the natural hair, you know. But even in the Jews' culture, if you have a long hair, there, there is um, a vow you take, then you cut the hair. You cut it down. You see? And then because of pagan worship, men said that's this rasta thing, the dreadlocks and all these things, started from the pagan worship. So he said, it's a shame for the man to have such long hair. So where, where, where's the direction now? If it's a shame for the man to have long hair, that means the woman should have the long hair. Yeah, it is here. Now, 14. Does not nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? 15. But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her. So why will you cover the glory? If a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her. For her hair is given for her covering. So what is the woman's covering? Her hair on what? Her head. So where's the duku? This is so simple. And I, I, I'm always surprised that this is in the Bible. But why has it become a long debate and a very serious doctrine in churches? A lady was in TV and she said, me, I go to church, but if the church, if I'm in course, I'm sorry, no. You see, so we are, we are divided in truth. But the Bible says, search the scriptures. I believe in it. Search the scriptures. But you see, leaders, years gone in these churches, they didn't search the scriptures. And for those who searched, for the fear of being, so they kept quiet. But this chairman said, no. Let's, let's, Divide the scriptures and let the truth come out. And they hated him. Telling them, don't disgrace them when they come. You know, those days, when you go to pain, you go to these dicknesses will run with the cloth coming. Yeah. You feel so ashamed. You don't have head. They bring their own, sometimes they have spare ones somewhere. But that's what the Bible says. If a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. 16. But if a man seems to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the churches of God. So where did this custom come from? I'm just trying to let you know that there have been a lot of misconceptions. And one of the greatest and painful ones, apart from this Duku issue, is also the communion. I'm going back to my TV. We are still reading the first Corinthians chapter 11. Then we will briefly talk about it. We will take communion today. Alright? So we start from verse 17. I'm going to read the Passion Translation, the TPT. It's in your Apple. It's in your Bible. Do you have it? The Bible app on your phone. Yeah. Is, is your name? TPT. Yeah, that's what I've you been using lately. Awesome. And the words are, you know. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh. No yeah, I love it. I am praying they're able to get the full Bible in TPT. They only have it from Psalm to Revelation. They don't have 
the major prophet and minor prophets in Genesis and all that. So, First Corinthians eleven seventeen. Now on this next matter, I wish I could commend you, but I cannot. This is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. All right, this is a letter he wrote. He discussed a lot of issues, and then he came to this. We are going to use the scriptures to interpret the scriptures. So it's not going to be me trying to bring in any words. It's what is here we are going to look at. And then we see how people have been deprived of this glorious meal. It is called miracle meal. Miracle meal. You see, the communion which the um, Greek calls the Eucharist. It is beautiful. And then you tell the person, if you are not have not been baptized. If you and some guy be, don't come. But this person will give offering, you take. Like this bossing, bossing thing, suspension in the church. You go and sit at the back. Yeah. You are the last person to give offering. They all come and you are the last to come. But, but why are you taking the offering? <laughs> I thought the person is an abomination. 17. Now, on this next matter, I wish I could commend you, but I cannot because when you meet together as a church, a church family, as a church family, I love it. You know what God told me? You start it as a church, turn it into family, and make it a nation. That's what He told me. And I'm happy I'm seeing church family. It is doing more harm than good. Verse 18. I have been told many times that when you meet as a congregation, divisions and cliques emerge. And to some extent, this doesn't surprise me. 19. Differences of opinion are unavoidable. Okay? Differences of opinion are unavoidable. Yet, they will reveal which ones among you truly have God's approval. Why don't I? Why would I not love this translation? I'm 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 such a, I'm trying to get in contact with them. I'm looking I'm, I want to get in contact with them and just tell them please bring the rest of the translation before some of us we go on strike. <laughs> Differences of opinion are unavoidable in the in the church. Do you get it? Yet they will reveal which ones among you truly have God's approval. So we all have our you know opinions. But your opinion will truly determine, make us know if you really have God's approval as a, a child of God. Because look, not all that are in Israel are Israelites. You get it now? So there's a mixed multitude. There are people in the church, they say they are Christians, they say they are believers. But you, you should just understand that they, they, they are just there to plant religion in the church. That is why the 12 apostles, the apostles were very wild. When, you see, the only religious aspect of Christianity is giving to the poor, the needy, the widow. That is the only religious aspect. And then they were doing it every day when they were sharing things for the widows, you know. But the, a certain sect of these group of, you know, tribes, they realized that the people sharing, they have been cheating their widows. So they rose a big issue. Then the apostles called the meeting and said, look, it is not very wise for us to be serving tables, like sharing these things for the widows. We, we, are for, we have to commit to prayer and preaching. 
Give us seven wise and Holy Ghost-filled men to handle this issue. So you see, they, they didn't allow the religiosity of it to move into their mission as apostles. Say, give us seven people who are full of the Holy Ghost and they are wise. So they give them seven. Out of the seven, Stephen was part of the seven. And the guy was doing miracles like nobody's business. They Stephen the stone to death. He was part. So the moment we allow religion, and these people, these are the people, they go and smell, you know, especially when you make them leaders. They come and tell you, well, in my former church, this is how we did it. So if I just ask him for my opinion, like I would say in my, in my former church, you see, and then they start bringing the issue. Oh, last time when I was passing this church, they were doing this. As for the pastor, I said, that's for communion. It should be like this. He, these people, have been, they don't read manual. They are, they, if they were to, to be repairers, they will spoil your gadget. You give them air condition to fix. They've never fixed that kind of, that type before. And then they will be like, okay. Oh, are you not going to read the manual? Oh, forget them. This is how we go fix them right now. That's what happened to this man of God, Archbishop uh, Midahosa. He's so rest in peace. He had this AC, you know, his house was like a mansion. And then this AC was fixed. So that those who are, when you get in, before you climb up, you have some cool air. But the, but the air was not felt. The, the, you said this guy had come to try, the guy had the AC specialist. As I went to the university, man, he said, Oh, this, this should not be a problem. It's the position. You see, when you, you fix it, the air will blow down. Sort of. So we just change, raise it a bit. That was the only thing they needed. <laughs> yeah. So we know people by their opinions. When the government in Nigeria called the so-called uh, Christian Association of Nigeria, CEN, come and advise us. Should we open the churches, this lockdown thing? They told the government, no. Let them, uh, you see, if you are going to open, let them do small people in the church. And if the pastors want to lay hands, they should wear gloves. And then they should not do communion service at all because it can transfer the virus. The blood of Jesus cannot transfer virus. And these are the leaders. In South Africa, the, the Pentecostal Fellowship of Pastors or Church or whatever, this one of these pastors in Pretoria, okay, is, is it Pretoria? No, Johannesburg. He is part of them. And then, a pastor who was with him that has come out to expose him, like he is into awkward and all those. The leader, the president of the Pentecostal Fellowship went to his church. And to the market said, we are for you. Whoever messes with you, we will take him out. This is a man of God talking. Addressing the whole church that who, connecting to that guy, whoever messes with you, we will take him out. The man of God I told you about that he was using a stick. In a video, he said this, and he was not joking. He said, you can do whatever you like to me, but if you touch my wife, I mean, you have to protect your wife. He said, I will kill you. I will kill you so much that on the judgment day, you will not get up. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> so, 
when they start giving up the opinions. That's why I read to you from uh, second from um, uh, um, Colossians chapter two. They pretend to be experts. See, we can only we can preach on this verse nineteen for a long time. Let's go to twenty. When all of your house churches gather as one church family, you are not really properly celebrating the Lord's Supper. He was addressing the issue. So when you all of you come together, this one comes from the home cell, they are all home cells, they come together as a joint service. And then you, that's how they came together and then they, they took the Holy Communion. And they said, when all of your house churches gather as one family, one church family, you are not really properly celebrating the Lord's Supper. You see, it's something we should celebrate, not to prohibit others from. It's celebration. So why do you tell somebody you are not part of this celebration. As for you there, you don't deserve this part of Jesus. That's what you are trying to tell the person. You do not deserve this part of Jesus. You don't deserve. It is supposed to be a celebration. Why? The man died and rose for us. It's a celebration. And you are telling me, and like, let me ask you, Jesus came to die for who? Not sinners. So why are sinners in the church not allowed to partake in this blood that washes them? When you go to the hospital, who is giving medication? Sick people. So who is the blood and body for? Sinners. This is as simple as it is. So if we stand in and say that we are, we are the ones in charge of this sacrament, don't come near because you are filthy. What are you telling the person? See how the church has broken the self Confidence of people. So they, they, they target. They know it's first Sunday of every month. That time they will not go to church. Because if, they, if people are going and they don't go, the church elders will call you and say, why didn't you take communion? And they start talking plenty. So if I'm no I'm no. I'll go to the next one. So where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty has not become what? Frustration. 21. For when it comes to time to eat, some gobble down their food before anything is given to others. One is left hungry while others become drunk. You know the wine they use, the grapes, hot one. So some of them, instead of waiting for the others to come, they just want to finish the whole thing. So the bread, the wine, they gobble everything down and others come and they are hungry. Because for, for some those who don't have money and all that, the Holy Communion is their food. So you can imagine how they were chopping the thing. Wow. <laughs> so it's not this small, small calves way. No, 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 no. Gaba. You know, this person will come and say, we have come. <laughs> and because these guys are hungry and they cannot wait for the others, they, they finish it. The others come and say, the blood has finished. Body two has finished. One person consumes more. Twenty-two. Don't you all have homes where you can eat and drink? <laughs> Don't you realize that you are showing a superior attitude by humiliating those who have nothing? Are you trying to show contempt for God's beloved church? How shall I address this appropriately? If you are looking for my approval, you won't find it. Twenty-three. I have handed down to you 
what came to me direct by direct revelation from the Lord himself. The same night in which he was handed over when they came and then took him captive, he took bread, see you, he took bread and gave thanks. He gave thanks. He didn't give restrictions. Jesus himself, he, that's it, the blood is for him, no. He didn't say, Queer. see this blood like this. That's why I've seen this blood. Judas, out. No, 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 no. Did you know Judas took communion before he went? So traitors, give them some. By some miracle, they might change. You see, let me ask you, why do you think Judas went back and gave the money to them? That thing was working. He now he saw his ah. 30 shekels of silver. You see, that thing was working. Do you know why? The demon that possessed him, Jesus told when he gave the communion to Judas, he told him, What you have to do, do it fast. The guy got up. You see, he was possessed. And now when the blood was settling and the demon had left, the guy said, Ah. Give the thing back to them. And they said, we don't need it. Take back. And then he bought a field. Hung himself. And then his stomach burst. Poor. That's how he died. Jesus. And then when you go deeper, he was tormented by familiar spirits. Yeah. You know, it's the, that's, that's the, you see, some of I hear voices. And I'm going mad. You call it a it's, it's a kind of spirit that just <laughs> it just takes over easily. Voices. So that place is called the land of desolation. Nobody up to now, nobody has done anything on that land. Up to now. That thing worked on the guy. Look, if only he would have said I'm sorry. Which he couldn't say. Peter was able to say I'm sorry. After he denied Jesus three times, he was able to say, I'm sorry. And Jesus, when he woke up, resurrected and saw Mary, he said, Go and tell my brothers and Peter. I mean, the guy, you know, I don't forgive him. The blood, they work. So the man with his own blood did not tell them. Let's, get, let's go on. Let's just go on. The same night in which he was handed over, 23b. He took bread, 24, and gave thanks. Then he distributed it to the disciples and said, Take it. Eat, take it, and eat your fail. So you eat that thing you are till you are fine. Do you see that? Take it and eat. He didn't tell them. Listen, I know you people. You take everything. We give you one one, one yard, and you take the whole house. Please, I'm suffering to give you this blood. Number one. Uh, those of you that have not engaged your wives properly, go home. <laughs> Number two. No, 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 no. He said, take, eat. It is my body. That is, why, that, is why, that is what kills me. It's like, it, it is my body. So you cannot detect what you have. It is my body. Take it and eat. He said, it is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. So why are we telling the people you don't come. You are not part of the remembrance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
communion should be given to from children to everybody. It's an everybody affair as long as the child is in a Christian family. If I chose yeah, I gave a very deep teachings on this because you know what we said the righteousness church in Ghana is full of PRWC people. So after teaching every Sunday we took communion. You came to enjoy some. And then they invited this lady who has also been that uh, Pentecost for a long time. She came and chopped some. Later she asked one of the ladies, she said, ah, why was he giving the communion to the children? And because I've really taught them, she sat her down in her house, very posh house, and she started teaching her. She sat there and said, hey, we have missed things all. Watch my mom every She's first. never been given. Mm-hmm. Never. Mom, never. The first time I had to do communion at Domino Center, the branch. You know, they all take this Pentecost um, um, doctrine. Fahas, the same thing. So, after, so when I, I stood there, I was so confused. Because I know the truth says that everybody should take it. But I told them, according to the leadership of the church, I had to put it that way. I couldn't say according to the Bible. You're not supposed to come. But when we finished, the, the rest were sitting there. And I said, you know what? Because I don't want to put myself in disobedience. About those of who are sitting there, I'm aching for you. So you know what? Come for the body. You leave the blood. <laughs> <laughs> and see the speed they came. See, they, they yearn for the thing. So me here, one time I charged. One Sunday I charged. Went to the church and said, look, I'm going to teach on this thing. And I taught them. This thing. I said, okay, so from today, this is the truth. This is how we will do it. If you like, go and report me. Yeah. One day we were, we were having a leadership a prayer, you know, and then I saw Bishop. I said, no, what I'm seeing around him is not nice. Some sickness thing that so we close and I went to as a bishop this is what I saw when we were preaching I said it's true this thing it's it moves in my body it's been years see he's tried everything I said have you tried communion he was like ah you are the second person telling me that we should I said no yeah but it should be an everyday affair take it but I wonder if he did Our apostle Smith, where guess what? The apostle of faith in those days. That was the man when he went to preach. He came back, his wife was dead. And he said, Who give you permission to die? And he asked God, Why did you take my wife without telling me? I need her now. Then she opened her eyes. Then the wife told him, Let me go. I wish she has gone to see things there. <laughs> then God told him, Is her time? Let me have her. Before he said, Old? Oh, she wasn't that old, but they have been in things for a long time. I mean, she she had aged anyway, but yeah. she was still ready for anything. But she felt, I mean, she had died, gone to see the place, came down as like, boss, we can go. But very soon you come, so what's the problem? And then, before he permitted God to take the woman, he took communion every. 
One time he had penis. I think they left leg. Then he told the leg, it's better you come along or I leave you. The pain left. The pain left. How? Is it understanding? No? The communion is not something we take as part of a divine principle or instruction or help. No. We take it as part of our celebration in our victory in Jesus. And the moment somebody takes it, it's a gradual process to work in the present. In every area of the person's life where he or she needs help. So we administer the Holy Communion to bring forth. Look, a man in Nigeria this is you know like Nigerians and the uh, light of issue. When he was getting into the house, he felt a push, don't enter. But he went on. Then with his torch, he, he saw this cobra spit on his face. Then the cobra left. No, and then he shouted, Blood of Jesus. Then the cobra turned. The man didn't see anything again. His eyes, his face were also lit up. So when you went to church with chapel, you know, and then because they have taught them, took the communion three times on different days. The swellings came down, his eyes opened. No doctor issue. No doctor issue. A woman's child. The girl swallowed the coin. Then she said, you know what? I have communion. She prayed on the blood. Gave to the child. When she went to poo, the thing came out. This beautiful thing, are telling me that you don't come. No, but if you don't let the person take it, how can the person be worked on? Because, as you can see, your message is not changing the person. Your preaching is not changing the person. Allow the blood to change the person. You know the thing is not working. You get it? It's it's not working. It's not working. This woman I, I told you about this fabric lady, that's what the Lord told me. He said, use the use the communion blood, use the oil, and use water. These three I mixed. That's what the Lord told me. The oil represented the anointing that breaks the yoke. The water represented life. The, the wine represented the blood of Jesus. And then she was free. So every Sunday, we will take the communion. Every Sunday. Can you imagine a Christian telling the child, what bond do do? You see, if, if, if they understood the, the, the communion, you just administer the communion to the child and release words. See how fast the, the child will become. But the truth has been hidden. It says, do this in, to remember me. 
Verse 25. He did the same with a cup of wine after supper and said, This cup sealed the new covenant with my blood. Drink it. And whenever you drink this, do it to remember me. 26. Paul said, Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are retelling the story. Do you catch it now? You are retelling the story, proclaiming our Lord's death until he comes. So why are people forbidden? You are retelling the story. You are telling your sister like, look, a man came. He was beaten. And then his blood came out for me. And I had my liberty. So as I'm taking this, anything restricting my liberty, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, come out. It is, it is a prayer thing, no? You see, that it pains me. Like a woman knows it, it's painful. <laughs> no, it's very, so me, I'm telling the truth. From the days of where we met, the powerhouse days, okay, through to where any time does I my heart ache to hear that statement. If you have not been married and you are still living with the man, or you have been your second wife or third wife, you have not been baptized, don't come. Yet, your sister churches are taking it every Wednesday. That's really chapel. When I went to school, every Wednesday, come and see prayer on communion. I'm like, hey. come and see prayer on communion. They celebrated. They celebrated. How you limited people? So he says, as often as you take it. So it can be every day. It can be. For some churches, they are so they, they are so frugal that they want to cut expenses on communion. So they do it once, you know. Yeah. Like like um Christ Embassy. Father Chris, he, he does like once a month. But the people have been taught, the members have been taught to have their personal communion. You, you got it now. They have their personal communion. You see? But the one he, he, he does like once every month is 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 global everywhere all the Christ and Mercy churches worldwide, so that's why he does it so that it will be a very powerful global thing and then it sticks in their minds that everybody should have their own. Seriously. So why why is it de- why so imagine how many people have been deprived. Of some serious special healing. Some people have died, they shouldn't have died in these churches. Honestly. And the painful thing is when you are in the sick bed, you're about to die. Some of the churches they bring you communion for a final goodbye. So God keep her safe. And then the person is God. Who told you that communion is for rest in peace? It's a miracle meal. Whatever be the problem in your life, that look, you have tried and tried and consistently feed on the blood and the body. You'll be surprised. I'm not lying to you. So I'm, I'm, I am, I am, although we will take it every Sunday, but I, I will encourage you to have your own, like your special own that, 
you don't joke with. So that some demonic surprises will not happen to you. Oh, back in Ghana, I bought the thing. I, I, when I'm going to, I, I used to battle with it. I did a lot. Look, I love, me now, I realized that, Charlie, I'll be can can in the spirit. I just realized it. Those days, I said, hey, you, ah. And let's say I have a program, they have been invited, like, what? I just take the communion and go, fire. You, you, you don't have to struggle to let God demonstrate his power. Just celebrate him. Are you catching what I'm trying to say? And then I, I was thinking about, you know, my father, as a pastor, he admitted, uh, administered the communion and gone through the same, you know, prohibitions and all that. And then he was diabetic. But then he, so he would take the one with the, like, they will mix a lot of water. And I, when I realized the truth, I said, ah. For having been a pastor for almost 30 years that you have administered communion, you should have been here a long time. You know, but there's some revelations you don't expect God to bring them to you. Because the scripture is right in front of you. That's why I just don't believe you hearing the word you take it as it is, and then we call it a day. No, you should search the scriptures. You should make sure that what this guy is saying is true. Find out for yourself. Do you get it? So 26 is whatever you eat this drink, this bread and drink this cup, you are already telling the story, proclaiming our Lord's death until he comes. 27. For this reason, whoever eats the bread, you see, this is where the the main doctrine is started coming from. Who, for this reason, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in the wrong spirit will be guilty of dishonoring the body and the blood of the Lord. So let each individual first evaluate his own attitude and only then eat the bread and drink the cup. For continually eating and drinking with the wrong spirit will bring judgment upon you, upon yourself, by not recognizing the body. This insensitivity is why many of you are weak, chronically ill, and some even dying. If you do not sit in judgment of others, you will avoid judgment yourself. But when you are judged, it is a lost training so that we will not be condemned along with the world. And that's what they tell you. If you are at loggerhead with somebody... You don't talk to your somebody. Please um, make peace with the person before you come to the table. Now, what Paul mentions here is a wrong spirit, isn't it? Wrong spirit. So, I could be the head pastor, married, everything is genuine, and I'll have the wrong spirit. How will you know? Because I'm baptized. I have married lawfully, right? Nothing forbids me from taking it. I'm not at loggerheads with anybody. But I can have the wrong spirit. How would you know? The man telling you, you don't come, you don't come. Do you know his spirit? Example of wrong spirit. Those who ate the thing before others came. It's wrong spirit. That is greediness. 
And greediness, Bible says, is a sin like a like a witchcraft. Rebellion, greediness, all these things, they, are, they fall under witchcraft category. If I'm a man of God, I am married and all that, but I have a spirit of competition in me. It's a wrong spirit. So it says you are chronically ill because you keep taking it with a wrong mind. Wrong spirit. Or you are a church, church, uh, Christian, part of the church, and then you also have this attitude in you. You are selfish. You, 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 are, you are self-righteous. These are wrong spirits. You know, you 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 are you are into division in the church. You you say this to this person, go and say this to that person. You have a wrong spirit, so you have to check yourself. Is it ah? Let go of these things. Let go of these. Things. I might be the one that bought the building for the church, and I and I did it for fame. It's a wrong spirit. So he says, be careful. Otherwise, you bring judgment upon yourself. So many of you are weak, chronically ill, and some are even dying. Why? They take it in the wrong way. And in this church, some of them will go and take it. And then, as they are taking it, then they are going to look around those who didn't take it. Yeah. Wrong spirit. You, 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 have, you have just killed yourself by doing that. A guy in Pentecost one time wanted to see if that thing is indeed body and blood. So when he took that, he didn't chew it. He, didn't, he put that thing in his mouth, went out and spit it out. And he saw real body and blood. He was surprised. He nearly conf- he went to Jukuma. That thing changed right there. You don't test God. You don't test God. That's why he's saying that. So if you are quarreling with somebody, you want to. These things, they might pollute your spirit. So before you move from there to this side, what do you do? Kill it. So that after this, you don't go and pick those things up again. When you see the person, let it go. Why? You are celebrating something vital. Next week, I'll go deep into the body and the, you'll be surprised. <laughs> you see that thing? We are going to take a miracle meal. It's so beautiful. Hmm. So, verse 31. If you do not set the judgment of others, you avoid judgment yourself. 32. But when we are judged, there is a lot of straining so that we will not be condemned along with the world. 33. So then, my fellow believers, when you assemble as one to share a meal, you see, now you move from the lost apart to be what? Meal. This thing is a beautiful thing. Show respect for one another and wait for others to be served, for all to be served. If you are, if you are that hungry, eat at home first, so that when you gather together, you will not bring judgment upon yourself. When I come to you, I will answer other questions you ask me in your letter. So you see, the whole thing, where that's, that's, where that's where they base it. And, and the wrong spirit he was talking about mainly was the people eating the thing before others. 
And then when you read other side three, was talking about, you know, those who are into quarreling and those who are into immoral acts and all that, they should desist from those things. See, so whenever somebody is weak in that area, the person really can pray, as I'm going to take this blood and body of Jesus, Father, heal me of this area of my life. It's something great, oh. You, you catch it. 